Hey guys, the following is a special edition of Sticks and Kicks. A uh, special edition because we're each in our own homes remotely. And this is, of course, due to the ongoing COVID-19 epidemic that's going around throughout our communities, our states, our nation entirely, and pretty much throughout the world. And we do this to try to bring a little bit of laughter, a little bit of joy to everyone, at least for an hour, an hour and a half, uh, whatever we can bring to you guys. And of course, this goes without saying, but our thoughts and prayers do go out to all the families affected by this virus, whether it be through a loss of a job, a loss of um, their entertainment, their hobbies, or even a loss of a family member. Um, don't think that we don't think about uh, this kind of stuff before, while we're doing our show, but we do. So without further ado, we're about to start the show and kick it off to Sticks and Kicks. All right, guys, welcome to the show. On the line, I have our very own Martin Lucio, even though I know he hates to be introduced like that. Martin, talk to the people. How are you doing today? Is he talking to me? You can, you can do that. I think so. Oh, I don't know. Kenny, go first. I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure I heard a Martin. Am I, I am I saying that right, guys? Am I rolling my R's the way y'all do? I don't know. I don't. I don't even know who that is. But I mean, yeah. I'm just gonna wait till I get introduced properly. All right. Thank you so much, Martin, for your input. And also <laughs> uh, on the line, coming to us all the way from Santan is our very own Kenny Mitchell. Kenny, how you doing? Uh, there's a little bit of an underwhelming uh, reintroduction. I mean, you guys totally missed me the last couple episodes. But whatever, it is what it is. I guess that I'm just chopped liver. Uh, no, I'm good, guys. I'm uh, I'm happy to be back. Uh, welcome to my quarantine life. It's been like this for, I don't know, three, four weeks for me. Someone at my work caught it. And uh, I've been under a strict quarantine policy. So as much fun as they think that they had without me, they know that uh, the Savior's back, and I'm ready to go, baby. Oh, I definitely miss Let's you last couple of weeks, and uh, yeah, last week I kind of miss you. We had Irene, so I mean, like, so I, mean, I know, like, I know, but you guys need that white smoke. You know what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Irene is she's she's kind of light skinned, so I mean, she was kind of white smoke. So no, 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 white smoke's <laughs> my stripper name, baby. We gotta keep rolling with it. <laughs> and uh, by the way, you guys are gonna get a little bit of that white smoke uh, on Instagram a little bit later on. We're gonna upload some pictures how we're living our lives and. Uh, doing the show remotely from three different locations coming to you uh, all all in one. So, I mean, this is kind of a first for us, and hopefully we'll be able to get this a success and uh, do well, this for the next couple of weeks until we can actually get into the same room. You know what they say, the first is always the most memorable. Um, well, I'm just hoping we don't finish early. <laughs> Story of my life. I uh, bet. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of sad, <laughs> but anyways. All right, so I mean, just to, just to give us a quick kickoff right here uh, with uh, what we usually talk about, which is Phoenix Rising and the Arizona Coyotes. But this, uh, we got a, a statement released this week that the USL extends the stop on all training sessions. So they originally had it for a certain amount of time, but now throughout April nineteenth. The teams cannot get together to do any kind of training, even if it's behind closed doors, even if it's in their own facilities, things like that. So no training until April 19th, which gets us to believe that 
things are still going to be pushed back a little bit more. Uh, Lucio, as a soccer yep. player, how much time, like, if this if training keeps getting pushed back, how does that affect the timeline to actually be able to come back onto a pitch and play? I mean, it's it's one of those things that uh, when you start like when you start the season, you're training every day. You know, you're training for a few hours. You know, you have film and and things you're talking about. You got you know all these meetings, and when you're kind of not allowed to do that, you kind of have to train yourself, or you kind of have to like work out alone. Um, the problem with working out alone is that, that you're working out alone. You're only really working on conditioning and you're really only working on uh, ball uh, ball movement. So like touching the ball and doing stuff. You're not actually getting the ball movement. movement. I love it. <laughs> you're not getting the, um, you're not getting all the, the chemistry with, especially with the new players, you know, that, you know, Dadashah, Barbary, you know, all these new players that have come in into, into, um, into the, the team. And so it kind of, uh, disrupts a little bit of that uh that learning process with with the other players uh and also kind of sets you behind because the momentum that we did have going into the first game where we basically dismantled our opponent it kind of puts that momentum and makes it seem like if it was non-existent because it's no longer there we're not going into the next week being like all right let's go we're coming basically like if it's a new thing coming off of breaks even though the season is just being postponed. So it's just kind of one of those things that um, it throws you off uh, physically if you're not training enough because, you know, the players have to go in and they have to train with the team a certain amount of time uh, per day and things like that. So it throws you off a little bit like that. Um, and it also kind of like, like we don't know exactly what everyone's eating. You know, you can have one of those poor days or one of those bad days where you're like, you know, you're on season, you usually don't eat crappy. <laughs> During the season, excuse me, you don't need terrible during the season, but because of this whole quarantine and not training and not doing something, sometimes people might be like, you know what, what's a burger, what's a this, what's a that, you know, like we're we're not doing much right now, like we'll get back into it. So it's just kind of one of those things that, for me, it's it's not always a good thing. Um, the rest is fine, but I mean they've had a whole off season to rest, so yeah, yeah, but that's I mean, pretty much. Well, for for me, I think that even though that. Um like you said, they, they're going to have these, these cheat days more often. Like you, like you said, what's a burger? What are these chicken wings? Whatever. I'm not going to be, uh, performing a hundred percent anytime soon, but mm-hmm. these are, these are guys that have played soccer their whole lives. So they, they understand what they need, what their body needs. They've eaten healthy most of their lives. So yeah. I don't see them going on a three day, you know, Burger King run, you know, chicken wings every day. Um, I, I still think they would like to, keep their healthy lifestyle up with a little bit of cheating here and there, but I mean, nothing too drastic. I mean, I also think though that they're, they're being instructed to not like kind of get out of shape. So, or not to like get too crazy with that kind of stuff also, because we are technically still in season and we don't know exactly when everything's going to end. I know you just said that it might get postponed a little bit longer, which sucks terribly, but it's one of those things that, um, you're still in season. You're still like, you have to be ready to perform just in case, you know, they say, Hey, this is, you know, and we just found out something, you know, something big happens with this virus and they're like, Hey, you know, everything's going to be okay. You know, there's this, there's that, um, which I don't think is going to happen, but like I said, you never know anything's possible at this point, you know, um, and they have to be ready. So at the end of the day, um, the season is barely starting. So you, you still have to try to stay, uh, 
stay ready. Uh, like I said, uh, they probably do have cheat days. You don't got someone supervising them. There's not like their children and stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe their wives or girlfriends might not want to eat super healthy if they're not, you know, or something they don't want to cook themselves or whatever, you know, just, just in general, like, you don't know what they, what they're going to do. Maybe they're with family and their family's just having like a cookout or something, or like a, they're at their mom's house or, well, yeah, a lot of them or something. don't you have know, their family here. Well, yeah, a lot of them don't, but at the same time, I mean, like family, you know, you can still have family, like friends, you know, you're hanging out with some of your, your, your coworkers at this point, your teammates, you might just be hanging out with them who has family here, like a Jordan Schneider, uh, he has family here, uh, so, Schwein's, you know, so it's just one of those things, like you never know what's going on behind closed doors. I mean, yeah. we, we've seen some people do some stuff, you know, Eric Dick is uh, out there, Thank you know, you. putting yeah, he's putting in work with uh, with all that stuff, so he's doing a lot of things out there. So. Yeah, I, I saw that. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw his uh, his video that he just posted of him dancing up the stairs. That was actually pretty impressive. It was. Dick's so got funny. some moves. I mean, that dick has some serious moves. You know, it's like... <laughs> all right, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I split news to you. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I fucking... All right, uh, while, while we're on this subject, I want to ask you guys, how have your COVID diets been? Uh, you feeling any change? Any uh, eating every hour just out of boredom? Well, check this out. So I've never felt more like a soccer player uh, because I do constantly play with my balls, and I am constantly cheating. Um, not on my diet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I hope my wife didn't hear that. Uh, but no, it's uh, no, it's. I feel good, man. I I I. Uh, I'm not trying to flex or anything or sound like a tool, but I've been working out every day. I, I'm, I'm making I'm making it work with my uh, two 35 pound dumbbells, which are pretty much paperweights if you think about it. But uh, it's it's, uh, but it's tough because yeah, no, hey, not a not a not a big deal or anything. You know, I'm just fucking. I, I'm, I'm making it work, and uh, I don't know. It's it's cool to be at home um uh, spending some quality time with my son um and and my wife of course uh, it's 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 really it's really kind of a blessing in disguise almost like the silver lining uh but you get to spend more time with your family um i just it's it's tough i mean it's a weird time to be alive like i'm not trying to get serious but it's a weird time I've, obviously none of us have dealt with this uh ever and chances are this will never happen again. If we recover from this, and I'm sure we will, this will probably never happen again in our lifetime. So it's it's a it's a weird thing to think about. Like we're alive during something that, you know, in, in today's age with all the technology and science that we have, that we are still unable to combat this. And uh, so, I don't know. It's it's tough. Like Danny said in the intro, uh, we're thinking about everybody. Um, I know it's, I know it's tough, nothing to make light of, but we're going to do our best to do that. So, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not going to lie. I I've snuck in a corn dog or two, um, into my mouth, not anywhere else. So, (laughs) and also thank you to all the essential people out there doing their essential work, um, and for your non-essentials, um, you know, thank you for staying home. So. Yeah, right. Which at this point I am a non essential. So Yeah. Do we do we talk did we talk about that yet? I'm glad I'm glad no. we can finally admit that. No, I'm just non essential in the workforce. I mean 
it's just one of those things that we all need that. Nobody needed any service. Lucio, the the wrist jobs are not not too. (laughs) They're not essential for human life. I don't know. They're definitely a luxury at this point. I mean, it's still essential to me. It's still essential. It's just one of those things that it's not. It's like chiropractic and massage are one of those plate those things that aren't always considered like beneficial in the medical world even though they they, they definitely are well you're um, not a chiropractor i don't have to i said i said chiropractic and massage oh so you're saying they're the same thing huh i'm not saying that uh, did you not just hear what i said do you not listen when you're listening to no, this? you're grouping them together like speaking? they're the same thing because chiropractors and massage therapists don't always get the same the, the respect from the medical world. A lot of people think chiropractors are kooks, and what they do isn't cool. essential. Yeah, I swear they don't work. They, you know, they think that they're crazy and that what they do isn't essential to 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 the medical world. And massages in that same boat where they don't, you know, they get treated like if they're not essential to the medical world, you know. But in in other parts of the world, I mean, like massage and chiropractor are both very essential to the medical world and medical field. Um, it, it's the, it's usually mostly the Western Hemisphere that kind of doesn't see it all the same way in some in most northern countries, so northern northwestern countries. So, y'all seen well, that uh, Family it, Guy it, clip? Y'all seen that Family Guy clip where he's all like, "I'm not a chiropractor. You got to go to a weekend of school for that." <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, guys. We talked about my workout routine. What about you guys? My workout routine, right it's now, fifteen ounce curls. My workout routine right now is literally I'm I'm cleaning a lot more. I'm I'm doing a lot more cleaning. Um, I'm actually thinking about starting to go take off some uh, so runs around the the complex. You know, <clears throat> get ready for this uh you know this whole like apocalypse or something. I mean, it feels like we might just end up being there. Might need to get some exercise in to make sure I can run. You know, like Zombieland, stay limber. You know, yeah, so, doing my all, stretches and stuff like that. Um, uh, I mean, but I don't know I don't if anybody wants to see that, but you know, some people do. Mm. <laughs> Danny, let's hear you, buddy. You're awfully quiet over there with your workout routine. Oh, cricket! No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> all right, all right. No, like you this... already, you already exposed them with the fifteen ounce, you know, <laughs> curl. Yeah, no, this, this is, and you know what? Some of us can't even afford that, so it's been twelve ounce curls right now at this point. <laughs> no, buddy, like, this buddy, thing, it's a little, it's a little hard to hear you. Like this, this thing right here, to uh, be perfectly honest, has hit me like a ton of bricks. Like I've usually been. Uh, uh, for, well, for those of you that don't know, I recently left my job doing construction to pursue other ventures in the uh, digital media realm. This is one of definitely one of my projects. I think this is my passion project that that I love doing. But without actually going out there and doing physical work, without going out there and playing soccer once a week, without doing all that stuff that I'm used to doing, uh, add to that the boredom eating that just goes on like I've spent two hours in my house I don't know what else to do so let's go check what's in the fridge and I have just absolutely been slaughtered by this and I just I'm starting to feel it I'm so I'm feeling I'm feeling slow I'm feeling very like low energy and I like I definitely need to make a change after this <laughs> well I mean there's always 
inside workouts you can do. So yeah, that's definitely what I'm going to start trying to do. And, uh, We'll see about starting to post some of those and, you know, trying to I keep myself accountable, trying to track my progress. I've seen a lot of people yeah. doing that. As, you know what? I'm going to challenge Danny. All right. I'm going to challenge both of you guys. We, ha- we have social media outlets. Yeah. Yes, Instagram sir. and Twitter. Yes, sir. By the way, guys, follow us. Uh, I want to see I want to see some workouts. And you know what's funny? I want to see workouts with a beer. So I want to see... I want to see somebody shotgun a beer. Oh, no. No, nah, shut uh, up. Listen, listen to me. I want to see somebody <laughs> shotgun a beer and do 20, 25 push-ups. That's nothing. What the fuck? All right, all right 15, 15. Did you literally say 25 push-ups five. is nothing, but you don't want to flex? Hey, I, I mean, right, check it out. I used to work out with Lucio. I know that boy could put up some weight. So, Lucio, <laughs> you tell me you can't do 25 push-ups? I mean, I can. I, mean, that's I don't a, know about in a row. I think there's a difference between being able to put up weight and being able to do 25 push-ups in a row. That, that's right. that's two separate all right, all right. So, uh, things going on right here. Well, all right. So check it out. Uh, I want to see shotgun a beer and then do 10 push-ups. All right. I'm down with that. I'm down right. with that. You know, I'll I, do 15 just to meet you in the middle. After Shotgun a beer first, though. All right. Okay, not to, not right now, but this Shit, uh, this episode will probably be on by tonight. So hopefully by then we'll uh, get a chance to do this and we'll put that up on our Instagram. Uh, Lucio, why oh, don't you yeah. give them the handles? Oh, oh, the handles to this. Okay, so our Instagram is sticks dot kicks, and our Twitter is sticks kicks one. And I understand we've been growing. Yeah, yeah, we have actually. We've started getting more and more followers, which is great for us. I mean, it's yeah. it's definitely a good thing. It's definitely uh, nice to see that people are actually listening to our uh, our entertaining. I can't believe content. that. I can't believe that. By the way, yeah, it's uh, we're humbled. Obviously, it's 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 cool to be able to come on here and just talk shit the entire time. Um, but yeah. Let's keep it growing. I mean, we 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 do this just for fun. Um, if anybody wants to listen, of course, that's that's great. But uh, uh, you know, in in all reality, we're we're doing it to try to bring some levity, and uh, we have a good time with it. So yeah, yeah let's, let's get those let's get those out there, and uh, especially now that we're gonna do this challenge, and I'll do it. I'll be the first if you want me to. I'll shotgun that beer, uh, and just just to be cocky, I'll do I'll do twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> just to right. just to not flex on everybody, you know, twenty five. Okay, yeah, hundred percent. All right. All right. You know what? All right, all right. I will get back to the social media thing because I do have something else to talk about right there. Um, but hang on, let me get this. And then I did have something else uh, right here for the Phoenix Rising. They also put out another statement that starting in the twenty 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 one season, so next year, the under fourteen and under fifteen boys soccer program is going to be starting for the Professional Soccer Academy for the Phoenix Rising. Fully funded, no cost to players, and it's one of the only... In Arizona, it's the only direct pro player pathway. So, like, it's the only way to get a player going from this academy to be able to be a professional 
in Arizona. So like to, to have something like this with our club completely funded so the kids won't have to pay out of pocket because I know in other sports like hockey, football, baseball, that parents want to put their kids in the best clubs to try to, you know, give them the best shot at success. But then they have to pay out the nose to try to get their kids to be out there, like sometimes thousands of dollars. Phoenix Rising does it with no cost to the players. Like, this is something that's almost unprecedented. It's also good, too, for, like, players that are, uh, like, under underprivileged players, like players that are in the best position for their parents to put them in, in high clubs, that there's a lot of players out there that uh, play in bad neighborhoods, bad areas that have great talent but never get exposed because they can't afford to play in a bit in a big club or play with you know clubs that have money that can potentially put you on a road to something like that uh, growing up for myself there was not a lot of those clubs at that time there was a couple you know two souls 92 you know things like that that, that had uh, some some leverage with uh, professional teams and it wasn't even professional teams in the states it was professional teams in, in mexico um, but the yeah, thing and, is and look uh, you uh, sorry to bother you. Sorry to interrupt you, Lucio. But like looking into those, a lot of those that you're saying, like like those Tulsos, like those other ones. There's a few others out there here in the state mm-hmm. that aren't even a pathway to being professionals. It's just teams that every once in a while the team sends out a scout, but they're not constantly monitoring those players. So these players no. could be the best, and they could still not even have an actual way to get to yeah. the professional team. And, and and that's what I mean. Like and that's what I mean. Like you know, but it's it's it was the most direct path that we had at that time yes you know i was fortunate enough to play for a little while before uh before i got injured and had to actually step away from club ball and just be like on regular teams that you know didn't have any any like you know you you struggled to buy uniforms and they didn't have like bags and training uniforms and stuff like that like the clubs did and clubs had trainers and things like that 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 worked with you and and did more specific things so it was just kind of uh when you get when you get injured you kind of just you know after a while, if you're not well right away, you, you know, they're like, oh, well, we can't keep you on, you know, and all that money that you spent putting on there, uh, it just goes out the window. Yeah, um, so it's back. just one of those, so it's just one of those things that it's nice, you know, that Phoenix Rising is doing that for those kids. Uh, it's going to be very competitive. Uh, it's going to be very, um, you, like I said, you have, you, they're probably going to take the best of the best, which is going to be obviously the best way to do it uh, to get some of those players uh, from Arizona, from wherever they're going to be getting players from, but may, hopefully mainly from Arizona because we need some uh, homegrown, you know, stars for the club, you know, that would be fantastic for us, you know, so that we can have people quit talking shit saying that we can't breed our own players. Exactly. Now, this academy is definitely like another step in the right direction that Phoenix Rising is taking. And taking these these kids that are well under thirteen, we're talking about you know twelve mm-hmm. year olds that are exactly. dominating leagues, and at at that point they're still not even fully developed. And at, as they're developing, be able to learn the Phoenix Rising way of playing. They'll be able to to actually go there and play games and do trainings at Casino Arizona Field, full interaction with the team and staff. What better way to build an actual team? have some local homegrown talent. This this is the beginning, I feel, this is the beginning of a huge dynasty that the Phoenix Rising is laying uh, roots for right now. And hopefully we stay in the USL. Like I said, I've had my opinions about moving to the MLS. I think uh, staying in the USL is in the best interest of the club in every aspect. 
uh, just to make it grow and make it a contender or if not surpassing the MLS. I know a lot of people, you know, have like their thoughts. Was like, oh, we need to go to MLS. That's the only way that I'm going to support this team, blah, 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 blah. But uh, I feel like uh, the USL has a lot more potential to uh, do soccer more in a – like the love of soccer kind of way like you know instead of building ginormous stadiums for soccer teams and soccer clubs and you know there's no relegation or promotion and stuff like that um in the in the mls it'd be nice to have that with these teams so you can have outside or like un uh unconventional teams uh pop into into play like every like you know like leicester city when they came out of nowhere and, uh, you know, back in a, a few years ago when they won the, the Prem, they went from third to second to first. And, I mean, it just became a Cinderella story. And I feel like that's the best way to do it because you'll be able to get teams um, from, you know, s- some part in like Montana maybe or like freaking, I don't know, Idaho or something, just come in and just start dominating and way it's, work its way up and through the ranks, hit the championship, you know, the USL championship and become a stable you know, team in the championship and who would have thought that a team from Idaho would have made it um, because the MLS doesn't care about that market because there's no money involved in it. And I think it's a, it's a good way to kind of stay, stay the course. And I feel like Phoenix should continue doing this and, and continue trying to get this homegrown talent and trying to get these academies to like have other teams look into like, you know what, we can get as big as Phoenix. We can do as much as Phoenix is doing and get our own homegrown talent and get our own academies to do this. I think it's just the right direction that Phoenix is going in. And I, I commend them for doing this because it's amazing for the kids. Yeah, definitely. The Phoenix, I believe, is being like a, a um, what do you call it? Like a standard. Uh, they're setting the standard for what a club should be and how yeah. a club should operate. And, yes, mm-hmm. you can say, that. oh, well, Cincinnati didn't do that. They're in the MLS. You know, Nashville, they're in the MLS. Well, you know what? Right now, they're the laughing, laughing stock of the MLS. That's so, true so too. what do you want to be? Do you want do you want to be the torchbearer and setting the example for other teams to follow, or do you just want to be the token Midwestern team that had to pay out the ass to get into the league and pretty much can absolutely do nothing right? Like, the, is Nashville even clear to 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 have a stadium or like what's what's the? Thing I don't even know if they have a team. <laughs> I don't even know if they have players. They were, they were about to lose their <laughs> spot in MLS because they couldn't even, like, get their shit together in time, and yet they got awarded that spot. But whatever. You paid the $350 million. Congratulations. Right. I don't know. Kenny, is there, like, anything like that for, like, hockey that you know of, like, leagues or things like that that, you know, young, young kids can play in? Or is it all, like, paying yeah. out of pocket club kind of things? No, yeah. The Coyotes have actually built some, uh, some ranks for uh, local kids uh, some obviously uh, ice does not survive outside so they built some roller rinks and everything so um, the the CEO of the Coyotes Aaron Cohen who by far again I'm going to echo my statement from the last uh, the last episode I was on uh, is by far the best CEO in sports in my opinion uh, he's done amazing things uh, with with the front office uh, the Coyotes and, and, and building the game uh, in Arizona, and and it's it's truly it's truly instrumental. Um, I don't I don't want to get into too much like politics of sports, but there is there are some things going on right now that are truly unbelievable. Like the Boston Bruins probably have the most uh, rich owner in hockey. In fact, he's uh, 
he's been like the the head of the owners like he speaks for the owners um and he was the last one to come up with a uh a plan to pay his employees or not his employee well yeah he does own the arena so yeah his employees and so he was the last one and he was only reason why he did that is because he was pressured by the media and he was the first one to come out with a uh pretty much an announcement saying that he's going to be laying people off so uh the fact is the coyotes are not very rich and that's obviously not a secret at all i mean it hasn't been a secret forever i mean the coyotes are one of the more most poor teams in the league but the fact that uh we we have not only done a ton of local outreach uh but the fact that we're we're stepping up during a national pandemic and 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 providing relief for people that really need it is it just kind of goes it kind of goes without saying that you know the coyotes are are doing right by everybody and it's 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 been really cool to watch the transition because I've been a, uh, I've been a fan of this team for I don't even know God knows how long um, and this new ownership and and the front office of this team is amazing in what they've done uh, for for the for the for the what am I trying to say the local community right and it's it's that that was before any of this bullshit came out. Uh, and, and now to see what they're doing during a time of need is it just kind of, you know, it speaks volumes for, for this team and, and the community. And it, it's tough to see that everybody shits on the coyotes because, you know, we've been the, we've been the ugly stepchild of the NHL for a long time. But then if you look back at what we've done, uh, over the last five years, not on ice, but off ice, uh, taking care of our employees and, and, and building the game. I mean, that's what the NHL needs, right? I mean, that's why they brought the team to Arizona. That's why they brought teams to Florida. That's why they brought teams in, you know, and, and they're expanding. And you see how, how how well Vegas is doing. Well, the Coyotes are, are, are giving back, you know, thankful for the opportunity to have an NHL team. Well, they're giving back to the community by, by offering programs to young athletes that want to, you know, that want to fulfill their dreams. And, I mean, that's the reason why we have Austin Matthews. The first overall pick in the 2016 draft for the Toronto Maple Leafs, a stud. He's, I think he's already got 40 goals a season. Could one, uh, say, could one say that he is a stud muffin? Yeah. Well, he, doesn't, he definitely doesn't fire any muffins. He's got a hell of a shot. But, yeah, he's definitely a stud muffin. So, it's uh, in, in, yeah, in all reality, in, and I've met the kid. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything, you know, too cocky. But Lucio, you know the story. I've met the kid. Uh, he's he's a he's a really he's a really good person and uh, really really good for the sport. And if it weren't for Arizona, we wouldn't have an athlete like that. So did he? Does, so you met him? Does he know that you met him? Yeah, he knows me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're, not, we're not on a personal level by any means at this point. I mean, we practice. Let's just say that we played at the same rink, and let's just say I shared the the, the same ice with him at one point when when he was playing on the Bobcats. And let's just say that we've had multiple conversations about skating, and that's that. Nice, bro. And you shot yeah. together. Playing with one of the greats. I love it. 
yeah, it was it was probably one of my most proud moments to see him get drafted in 2016. And it's not because I had anything to do with that, obviously, but I am a uh, I was able to share the 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 same ice with him at one point and. Uh, it was really cool that, you know, I, I can say, hey, yeah, he and I have exchanged some tips here and there. So um, obviously he could teach me a lot more about the game than I could teach him. But there was a couple of times that we, you know, we, we were in some skating sessions together. And I thought that that was that was really cool um, to see him get drafted first overall, even though uh, you guys want to know something funny. Uh, I don't know if I'm talking too much, so bear with me. You guys want to know something funny is there was a rumor that the Coyotes were going to trade um, for the first overall pick because we had we had pick seven in that draft. Uh, that brought us Clayton Keller, so I'm not mad. Uh, we actually had an insane draft in 2016. We got Clayton Keller and Jacob Chikrin, uh in the in the first round, which is they're they're two instrumental players on our team. But there was a rumor at the time. That we were gonna uh, we were gonna trade Oliver Ekman Larson, excuse me, Oliver Ekman Larson, Max Domi, and our first overall pick, or I'm sorry, our our first round pick for the first overall pick to Toronto, and it was it was close. Reportedly, it was it was pretty close. I don't I don't know who pulled out of the deal, um, and it would have pulled out, <laughs> right? Exactly. It would have hurt at the time because Max Domi was a young stud for us. Um, he was someone that was becoming the face of the franchise, Oliver Acton Larson. Of course, you guys know who he is. Um, his play has declined, um, significantly, I would say since, um, I don't know, maybe last year. Uh, hey, but don't you talk bad about OEL. I, I, hey, he's my captain and I still ride with him, but, um, who are you okay, to say that Lucio? What? I love OEL. But you talk shit about him all the time. What? All right, all right. I've talk, never talk, heard talk, I think you're mistaking him for me. No, talk, I talk shit about it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk shit might be might be overstating it, but yes, you definitely critique him a lot. And, well, you, well, and it's no not that to, you don't think that he's a good I, captain. Can I, I love I, – I absolutely did say that yes. because me and Kenny had a conversation uh, prior to that uh, whole incident that I had said that about how um, OEL – reminds well for me i didn't talk to him about this because he doesn't really know a lot about soccer he knows who the player i'm going to say is but he doesn't know a lot about soccer but to me oel reminds me of a captain like um, like messi well asante is one but messi was is a very quiet captain doesn't really say much and like what they he gets criticized a lot in argentina because he's not like they don't win and 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 they feel like he's not doing what he needs to even the great Maradona had said something about him being too timid and too quiet not 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 loud enough or not doesn't have the pers- or personality well, to, to lead a team yeah. and be able to do stuff and uh I think that's kind of where Ekman Larson falls as well yeah he's a great player he's you know he 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 like you said earlier he has declined a little bit for me um I feel like when he came back from that little injury he was starting to do better before the season uh, kind of got right. stopped um, but it's one of those things that we did talk about how J- uh, not Jacob, uh, uh, Derek Stepan, he, he stepped up and, and hosted a, a team or not hosted, but called the team meeting, which Kenny made some good points about how that's what a leader should do. And, you know, OEL being a good player and being kind of a staple for Arizona should be doing stuff like that, but because right. he's too quiet and he's not very, you know, like 
out there. Not you don't have to be out there, but he doesn't have that kind of charisma to lead very well. And Stepan kind of does, you know. I love OVL. Well, I think he's a great player, and I love him. He's my captain. Um, but you can still say that your captain is not the best captain, or he, there there could be someone that could do his job a little bit better and still like the player. Like I still like Asante. I don't think Asante is the best captain on our team either. So, well, the thing is, is I nobody's talking shit. We probably should watch our watch what we say. Nobody's talking shit. We obviously love our team, right? Uh, I I I grew up watching a team that was led by Shane Doan, who was arguably probably one of the best captain in sports, uh, captains in sports uh, to the day. Um, and we passed it off to Oliver Ekman Larson, who is very quiet. I mean, English is not his first language. And um, he, he's always been kind of a, a, a silent person. But, I mean, he, he does he, – he had some dominant moments. Um, you know, when, when the Coyotes were in the playoffs, you know, like from, from, from 2010 to 2012, he was, he was a dominant player. So it, it does not – it does not fall on his on him. I think that there's there's definitely a um, a disconnect in leadership, and I don't know if that comes from the front office, or I don't know if that comes from the head coach. I don't know if that comes from Oliver Ekman Larson, but there's definitely some times that um, there should be there should be more harsh harsh steps that need to be taken when I when it's. Honestly, I think what ended up happening was that that year that we didn't have a captain, it was just kind of like, you know, all, well, all, yeah, Oliver Ekman Larson was hurt by that, and that was that was something that was uh, it was publicized, and Rick Tockett didn't think that he was ready for captaincy, even though everybody was expecting it. And Oliver Ekman Larson recently lost his mother. Uh, right. It was he went through a couple of rough years, and I, I still think he's a great player. I think that he has to. Uh, get out of whatever slump he's in. I think that he can still finish off his career as an elite defenseman. But as of right yeah. now, no. I mean, there's there's not really an elite player on the Coyotes, and that's been the that's been the the Achilles heel for the Coyotes for a long time. You've been doing all. Uh, I I'd like to say he's elite. Um, he had, he's an MVP. Um, he's an, a, an outstanding player. Uh, he's definitely first line caliber. But there's some time. Now, well, here's the thing. I wanted to get into this. You guys, and I'm asking you guys, uh, do you guys feel that this pandemic, as bad as it is, helps our chances in in signing Taylor Hall? Because if the season's canceled, he has no idea if we're going to make the playoffs or not, right? We're still in it, right? But the season's canceled, and and that's that's the contingency, in my opinion. You have to – you have to make the playoffs if you want to keep Taylor Hall. And not only do you have to make the playoffs, but you have to go deep in the playoffs to make uh, keep Taylor Hall because that's what he wants to do. He wants to win, right? He knows he's going to be paid regardless. He's a he's a he's a he's probably going to he's probably looking at anywhere between eight to ten million a year, and that's something I'm sure the Coyotes will figure out. We want to keep him. I'm going to down the answer first, though. So. Right. But what I'm thinking is is. I mean, he has no idea. Like at this point, we're we're at a point where we may not even be able to finish the season. He gets a little bit more time in Arizona to relax, hang out, enjoy Scottsdale with his girlfriend. Um, you know, I, it it could it could eventually work out in our favor. And the Coyotes are talking to his agent, but how you know, do you know where he lives, freaking stalker? 
I'm a, I got my sources. Instagram. Wow. You're you're a stalker. That's stalkerish. <laughs> That's not, I don't well, know. Let's hear it. Let's uh, hear it. Let's, all right. What so, do you guys yeah, think? I'll go, I'll go ahead and go first on this. And then I think that this, in my opinion, is just going to hurt the chances of keeping him. Because mm-hmm. he, like we, we know that we have the potential of going into the playoffs. And we know the potential to go past the first round, maybe past the second round. Who knows what we can do. But that's all it is, is potential at this point. And without having able to finish it and with his contract coming up right now, he's not going to risk signing another two-year, three-year, four-year deal on a team with potential. Oh, I, he's going to want to go to win right now because we don't know what's gonna, what it's going to be like next year. And that's definitely something that him and at this point of his career, he's in the prime of his career. And he, next year, he wants to win the Stanley Cup, hands down. All right. right. Well, Question. real quick, before, before you go, Oliver Ekman, Oliver Ekman, Taylor Hall is not going to sign anything shorter than a seven-year deal. That's okay. max term. I'm going to tell you, the Coyotes are the only team, because they own his rights, they're the only team that can like offer him eight, eight years. Okay. So, this is my thought on this. I think Taylor Hall, uh, I think he, he, he has a very high probability of, for me, and, and I'm going to tell you why, but a high probability of staying. And here's why. So, we like you said, the potential is there, um, and the potential is there for any team. Like you know, Danny's trying to say, like you know, he wants to win right now. I mean, he can go to the blue, the 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 what are the ones that won it last year? The Blues. The Blues. The Blues. He can go to the Blues, and they can shit the bag for seven years, you know, and he completely loses out on not winning anything. He can go to you know. The Penguins. He can go to Toronto, and no, he can't. He, well, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, what, 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 that's not what I'm, what I'm saying is like he can go to another team with potential to to win, and there there's still no guarantee that they're going to win. There's no yeah. guarantee that they're going to play. They, they could be plagued by injury, like the Coyotes have thousands of times. You know, he can get injured himself. It's one of those things that. I think that if Arizona's offering is going to offer him the deal for eight years, if they do offer that, uh, I feel like he'll take it just because one, um, Arizona for me is one of the most beautiful places to live at. Uh, the off season is during the summertime where you can go back home to anywhere you want to be. And during the season, it's during the nicest, the nicest place to live in, in, in the country because it's, it's not hot. It's, it's, nice weather outside it's a little chilly compared to new jersey how it's probably fucking miserable to live out there uh but what i'm saying is i think he has that and i think he's also starting to get uh get well with the players and starting to get that chemistry going with them and i think that once this whole thing is over whether we go whether we end the season i feel like he probably will take that eight-year deal um because there still is potential for arizona to move forward if we make right. the right moves. And, I mean, you got Aaron Cohen and uh, Chaika, who Chaika has been amazing at negotiating deals. He negotiated this deal with Taylor Hall. Who knows what else we can get, uh, you know, what he can do. And, and that's just, you know, that's just Taylor Hall. I mean, he got, you know, uh, Kessel in here, which, you know, we, we expected more from Kessel, but we got him in here. Um, I mean, we got Stepan. We, had, we, had, um, we got some other players that we weren't expecting to get. 
And all of a sudden, we have like this team that now is is starting to perform and starting to look good. And you know, all of a sudden, you know, we're getting played by injury again, or some players aren't performing yeah. like they need to. I think that once this is over with, he, the Chica and Aaron Cohen are going to both go and find out what is necessary for the team. I mean, we have two starting goalies that are coming back from injury. They're going to be coming back completely now because if they don't, you know, if they can't come back from this now, I mean, they've had so much time to rest and get healthy and not have to worry about practice and any of that. They're going to come back completely healthy. Uh, you know, Connor Garland's going to come back healthy. All our players, every player in the league is basically, unless you have like completely like, you're not, you're going to be out for like a year. That's different, but we don't have that. We have players that were just kind of uh, injured for maybe till the end of the season or this and that. I think all our players are going to come back healthy, come back hungry. And I think Taylor Hall has a good chance of staying in Arizona. That's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Um, but I, I do think if, if I'm a betting man and if I, if he had a gun in my head right now, I'd say he's gone. I, I and it sucks, but it's, uh, well, it might be, it might work out for the best. You never know. Um, these things are so hard to judge, right? You know, it's like he's he's got injury history, and um, if if shit starts to hit the fan, if we sign him to an eight year deal and we don't perform, um, how but, how how long but, is he going to want to stay, right? But he might demand a trade. Though. But that's the thing too. If you say he has injury history, him getting an eight year deal locked locked and loaded with Arizona, right. with his prior injuries being he should be like you know what maybe not another team might not give me this deal well here's the thing though they will here's the thing well here's well Mm -hmm. they can't give him they can't give him an eight-year deal but here's the thing what if all right if if you're if you're an athlete right and i'm just gonna throw out a i'm gonna throw out a team that i know is interested in him um you're taylor hall right you Mm -hmm. you've you've come to uh arizona you've got a feel for the team you start losing the season gets canceled it's a world of unknown. You get to the free agency period, and Arizona offers you max term. They let's just say max term nine million, so eight years, nine million dollars. Well, Calgary comes in and says, "Hey, we'll offer you seven, obviously, because that's all they can offer for ten million, right?" Mm-hmm. Are you really going to worry about that extra year if you're making one more or a million more each year? No, because you're going to that's home yeah. too. So you're going to make the same home. amount that's... of money with one more, one less yeah. year. Uh, right, exactly. So, I mean, it, it's tough. It's tough to gauge. Um, and I don't know if we ever talked about this. The white elephant in the room right now. The Coyotes are under an investigation by the NHL. Uh, did we get into this last time or no? No, no, I we don't did think not. we did. Uh, we're under the we're under investigation because uh, John Chaika. So there there's a rule, and it's almost like the tampering rule. But with prospects, you're not allowed to physically test them. Right. Right. So and um, the Coyotes recently got caught uh, testing prospects that are not on their team, physically testing, asking them to come in and work out clothes. Um, filming them while they're stretching and, and doing certain workouts and everything. And that's a big no, no. And unfortunately I don't know if they knew what they were doing and they just thought, Hey, I'm not going to get caught or if they were truly ignorant to the rules. Um, but, uh, there was 
a junior team, and I'm not going to name them, but there was a junior team that brought it to the NHL's attention saying, hey, I don't, I don't really appreciate the fact that one of your NHL teams is asking my 16, 17-year-old uh, player to, to come meet with them and do some workouts with them uh, when there's a chance that they're never going to be on that team. You know, you never know what's going to happen during a workout. These are kids. They don't know any different. Blah, blah, blah. It sounds a lot worse than it is. Obviously, the Coyotes are just trying to do their due diligence, and they're trying to heavily scout, which is a good thing, right? We want to know that that our front office is out there scouting, right? But uh, the Coyotes got caught, and uh, as of right now, there's been a report that there's anywhere between 40 to 80 players that they've filmed. What? Yeah, yeah 40 to 80 players that they've filmed. Um and there is a significant fine per player, per player. I forget what the dollar amount, but there is potentially a significant fine per player. So we're looking at potentially a significant fine for 80 players if we if we think about the worst. So Alex Morello may have to come out of pocket and pay a fine. Uh, there could be more uh, disciplinary actions that, that, that occur, like uh, losing draft picks. Uh, which would suck because at this rate, if it's as bad as everybody's saying it is, or not everybody, but there are some reporters out there saying that it's a lot worse than people think. Uh, if you're losing first round draft picks because of a mistake by your GM, your GM's got to be canned. Absolutely. Definitely. There's, you, there's, there's an accountability that you have to have. I love John Chica. I think he's done wonders for the Coyotes. Uh, but if, uh, if if you're losing first round draft picks because of this, or if you're being, if your owner has to come out and pay, let's just say anywhere between 10 and 15 million, no matter if he's a billionaire, that is unnecessary cost that they could have spent on retaining a Taylor Hall or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There, there's a lot of, there's a lot of what ifs right now with, with Mm -hmm. the coyotes. And, um, it sucks because there's a black cloud above us, like there has been for many years. Uh, John Chaika and, and staff have have done amazing an amazing job, in my opinion. Uh, there's some there's a couple boo boos, but um, most, with, most of all, yeah, exactly. Most of all, they they've done well, but. Um, it might not even be Alex Morello's decision. They might say, "Hey, you know what?" The NHL might come out and say, "Hey, you know what?" Um, this is unacceptable and you need to, you need to take the appropriate actions. And that might mean that John Chica, um, has to be disciplined. And I hope that that just means, Hey, like there's a suspension, something along those lines, but you never know what the NHL is going to come back once they've got their ruling. It's, uh, there's a lot of, they just recently had a general manager, uh, press or meeting. And there's a, a, a reportedly a lot of general managers that are asking for resolution on this. So, uh, so you, know uh, you can see that, uh, no, John yeah, Chaka's uh, ruffled some feathers. Well, we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely get into this and uh, Lucio and Myon's reaction to this uh, coming up in the in the next uh, part of the show. We do have to go to break. I just want to remind everyone right now that uh, the show is, is sponsored by Maya's Pizza Bar and Grill. And this uh, th- these last couple of weeks, last pretty much last month, they've been just doing thing after thing to try to. Uh, innovate the way that they serve people. If it comes to they, they installed drive-through free delivery for everyone. They still have the best calzone in the state, in my opinion. Lucio and I definitely had that last week. 
during the show we, we had we actually had that uh that free delivery come in for us and while we were taking the the break we enjoyed thoroughly thoroughly that calzone lucio tell them about that calzone that was delicious i mean it's made properly it's it's cooked all the way through like every calzone should be um and then the meats that they use are just delicious i mean like they have uh, of various options to choose from the one i choose uh, all the time i forget exactly what it is but it's like sausage ham and um and pepperoni well, it was a meat lovers and it's meat yeah, lovers so, so, it's the so meat lovers and and trust me if you're a big eater and you're trying to practice for this pizza challenge i would suggest going with the extra large but if you're not large lucio, lucio always suggest that you go for the extra large by the way hey, but <laughs> let me tell you guys this for all you non-believers out there lucio did not finish the extra large so that tells you something about this calzone it's it's big so i would suggest <laughs> for the normal consumer of calzones or pizza or food eater <laughs> in general a large will suffice and uh Sad news, but not really. There's only a large and an extra large, so yeah, <laughs> you can't really get anything <laughs> smaller than that. So, um, uh, a large should feed two people, uh, extra large should feed three people. So, yes, and so then, uh, they, they got they got that, of course, free delivery. Last week, we talked about their outdoor dining in which they separate the tables in their parking lot, completely sanitized, everything is completely sanitized going in, going out. Only the cooks, uh, the the wait staff going in and out of the kitchen. Everyone is in a safe distance, so you can enjoy outdoor dining at Pizza at Maya's Pizza Barn Grill located on Mesa and Brown in Mesa, Arizona. And just currently, if you don't follow them already, follow them on social media, Maya's Pizza Barn and Grill, because they're so used to putting on shows, putting on music, putting on things in the restaurant. So of course, right now they can't do it. They're actually starting to do like stand-up comedian shows on Facebook Live so everyone can enjoy this from their restaurant. So they, they just host the comedian with no audience. They're performing completely for the camera, and everyone can go ahead and hop on, enjoy a show with their pizza, with your beer, and kind of bring a little bit more normality back to our lives. That's awesome. Um are they still bringing toilet paper when you deliver? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Every delivery comes with a roll of toilet paper. So if if you're itching for that, every Maya's delivery comes with a roll of toilet paper. Go ahead and ask them about that. All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and go to break. And we'll see you guys on the other side of this break of Sticks and Kicks. Thank you so much for listening. guys welcome back to sticks and kicks second half of the show and we are going to kick off right where we left off right now and kenny was talking to us a little bit about what was going on behind the scenes a uh, little bit of a i don't want to say underhanded tactics but the coyotes were getting to some shady stuff kenny go ahead yeah um Essentially, it's it's going to be interesting to see uh, where the NHL takes this again. Uh, there was recently a meeting amongst all GMs about uh, how this needs to be handled and the uh, and the timeline that it needs to be handled under. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I'm I'm hoping for nothing drastic. Obviously, it would be a huge blow to our team if we lose 
draft picks and if we have to lose Chica because of this or any other front office uh, representative, because I think our front office uh, office right now is is uh, is top notch. Um, but we'll see where it takes us. I mean, it, it's definitely something I thought that uh, was a gray area uh, that wasn't really known, and I think that's. I don't think that John Chica would have ever gone out and done something uh, behind the league's back on purpose. I think it was probably something that he didn't research before he did. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. So we're hoping for the best, obviously, as, as Arizona natives, Arizona bias. Um, we, we hope that, uh, well, I'm a California native, but I'm an Arizona heart. Um, it's, uh, we're, we're hope we're hoping for the best here. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, yeah. of course, everything that's going on right now is, is, is hindering probably this, the decision that needs to be made. Uh, but we have to have some kind of resolution soon. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and uh, state my opinion on this. And I know earlier you said that it might've been just ignorance that maybe they didn't know what was going on, but for, for me, for my own taste, I, wouldn't accept that because simply because the coyotes are a professional organization and you don't get the job of being the general manager without having experience and without having the know-how just like a lawyer does not get a job doesn't be, get to be a partner in the firm unless you know okay. that he knows his shit and but the, i mean that's that's still that's just not true though if you really think about it i mean all the gms go into it and, but look at look. We can even go into football and talk about the Patriots and how they've been caught doing some stuff that they're not supposed That's to be good. doing. That's a good point. Just, just because they know doesn't mean that that it, it it's one of those things. And 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 I get it what you're saying. Like you know, you can't go into it without knowing. They, they know. No, that, that, that's my main point is that they know it's like that is they can't use that excuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that that was a rule. Like no, you knew mm-hmm. good and well that was a rule. And that's why the Patriots get called cheaters because everyone knows the rules. Even fans yeah. know the rules. So you can't have one of your top executives on a team claim they didn't know a rule. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was a gray area that they knew about that they didn't think that was going to be investigated that hard. I'll accept well, that. I mean, I will accept that. Like maybe they thought, oh, I don't, I didn't think we were doing that much wrong. Like it, it was great, but like just ignorance, I'm not going to accept that. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, in my opinion, I feel like, I mean, just like there's repercussions with, uh, with uh, other organizations and other team and other sports uh, for something like this. I mean, I don't think John Chike is going to get let go by any means. I think there will be if they do process this and they do say, hey, there needs to be some, some, uh, perco- some um, action being taken for this. Repercussions, yeah. Yeah, some repercussions. I think that something will happen. Like, he'll get suspended, he'll get in trouble, whatever the case may be. Because, um, I mean, like, look at all the other teams. Look at the Astros. Like, I know the Astros, they fired somebody, right? Yes, but it was the team's call. Like, the league didn't come yeah, down. Yeah, so on. it was a... And, man, and, but, fuck the Astros. <laughs> fuck the Astros. I, I feel you on that. But um, my other thing, my point to that, though, is that... Um, like, but they're mad not to be a garbage can because that's what their fucking franchise is—a piece of garbage. Their mascot should be some binoculars. That's what their mascot should be. Nah, that's the Patriots, bro. We have to stick with what's topical. Their fucking mascot should be a fucking steaming pile of shit inside of a garbage can that their fucking cocksucker of a GM is banging on. You know, sorry. 
Oh my goodness. I laugh because it didn't happen to me. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to me, and I seek therapy for it, you fuckers. But overall, I think that if if something does happen and they do uh, with this investigation and find them to be uh, guilty or be, you know, someone does have to uh, take take it for them uh, i don't particularly think that jackson will get fired if he does i don't know how smart of a move it'll be for uh, alex morello but it may not even be his decision though yeah, if it's not I, his decision it's just gonna be if, a scapegoat someone's gonna be a scapegoat for this they're gonna fire some intern that like hey this guy thought well, it was whatever they can maybe whatever they, they can fire me it's gonna be one of those things that like if even if they do fire even if they have to fire someone like say the lease says you have to let him go you can't I don't think they're going to do it willingly. I think, like, you know, like I said, if they have the choice, I don't think they're going to let him go. I think they're going to have a talk, and they might have somebody, you know, be, like, assisting with him. Uh, but I don't think he's going to get let go, in my personal opinion. I think John Chuck has done too much for the yeah. team. He's done too much for the team, especially after the whole – after all the owners being – bought out the first time right. or the majority owners being bought out the first time and right. then being bought out the second time I think John Chaka brings a lot of uh, character and he brings a lot of charisma to to the league or to the team, to the franchise and I think he's made the right moves to get us to become more contenders even with the amount of money, like you said we're not the richest team, so we don't have the, the that kind of money to just be dropping on people like crazy but it does kind of put that, that, that thing someone does have to take responsibility for it. Right, right. Well, and that's the thing is like fucking, you know, I don't want to dive too deep into it, but uh, ultimately it may not be the, the Coyotes' decision. It might be something that's, that's pressed on about uh, from Big Daddy, uh, Big Daddy Dick. You know what I mean? Like he's going to have to whip it out and be like, hey, hey this is not how we do things around here. Uh, you have to you have to make sure – you have to make sure that uh, – uh, Somebody's getting fucked. It's either you or me, and it's definitely not gonna be me. So, uh, hey, hey, so like, my like, name's just... Tyrone, and I just <laughs> fucked your wife. I just <laughs> fucked your wife. Exactly. That could be the. Hey, you know what? The, the the positive side, the the negotiation that we might have with Taylor Hall and the league. John Chica owns hella Wendy's, right? He, I don't know why. A health nut is gonna go out and buy a bunch of Wendy's, but the guy did it. You know. So maybe he comes in to the bucket. Well, yeah, exactly. Maybe he comes into the meeting. He's got those pretzel buns, you know, and he's like, hey. <laughs> he said, hey, you know what? Let's let bygones be bygones, you know, like ain't nothing I'm not, like a pretzel bun's not going to fix, you know. So who knows, guys. But either way, I think we we beat the dead horse enough. Yeah, no, Let's so, move on. Yeah, just the uh... – <laughs> Well, we'll we'll see what what happens there. Front office, everyone everyone makes mistakes. Come on, fucking Steve Kime got pulled over being drunk as hell. He's still the GM at the Cardinals. So. Hey, hey, I don't know. I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna talk too much shit. But I don't know uh, if the Texans uh, fucking manager was drunk. Well, that that was that was my next point. Like he they, he got pulled over like uh, be, being drunk. Bill O'Brien or Bill O'Brien. What, what, Bill O'Brien, that's his fucking name. Whatever his name is, he got away with trading DeAndre Hopkins. You should know. He still you know his, his name. <laughs> yeah, his, no, his name is not Bill O'Brien. It's thank you, Lord. It's that's it's, <laughs> yes. it's David Johnson. You know, this as far I love David Johnson. He's a good person, but holy fuck, what happened? I'm still celebrating. I, I you know you know what's funny? I texted my brother. I'm like, hey. 
Uh, I just saw David Johnson got traded to the Texans. Dude, like, how funny would it be if we got DeAndre Hopkins? And he's like, there's no fucking chance. There's no chance. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I know, I know. And literally, I went and took a piss, shaking my lap hog, right? And I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I'm texting while pissing, which causes pink eye, by the way. Uh, my <laughs> My my family would know, unfortunately. Um, that's really what my quarantine's been all about, boys. So I'm sorry about that. But no, um, I'm sitting there, and while I'm shaking my penis, all of a sudden, there's a blood rush down there, right? And I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, I should check Twitter. And I check Twitter, <laughs> and, and D-Hop is on the Cardinals, and the nuke has arrived, and that's all that matters. Uh, I don't care about the the politics of the situation. I love David Johnson. Thank you, but I love you even more now, buddy. Go yeah. enjoy Houston. Yes. We 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 uh, you know get, get paid because you're an athlete, and I respect that. But holy fuck, thank you so much. The thank you so like, much that, for that bringing in the second part of it, Kenny. They took the whole contract. They took. I know. Everything. I know. Like and are we exchange. What we, and then we the, the worst thing that we gave up after that was a second round draft pick, but we got a fifth back. Yeah, it's like it's like what the fuck are you doing? Like are you're like, like, are, are, know, like are, are, you're you're playing with me, right? Like, like I I, I want to know how that conversation. I want to be a fly on the wall, right? <laughs> yeah, I just want to I just want to hear like, hey, Bill O'Brien's like, hey man, like I, I'm sick of D Hop. Like, what do you got? And then, and then Steve Kime. <laughs> After chugging a beer, he's like, he's all, yeah, he, he's all, he's all, I'll, I'll give, I'll give you, I'll give you Johnson, <laughs> but you gotta take the whole thing. He's like, he's all like, right. you gotta take the whole Johnson. <laughs> he's like, yeah, trust me, I'm used to taking full Johnson. Let's do this. And they, can you imagine? Can you imagine no, no. he's and probably then, running around the hall? No, the, the thing is that he still responds with, hey, Matt, I, I don't want to take advantage of you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw back a fifth round pick also. Like, yeah. I, I'm yeah, going to give that to you, too. Yeah, exactly. That that paid for the lube. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I still can't believe it. And, like, I just cannot wait right now. Um the, currently, well, you're gonna have to. <laughs> uh, currently, the NFL is not expecting any delays. They're expecting to be able to start the season normally, which is yeah, what we're all hoping for. The, they jumped on with Trump. Sorry, Danny, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but did you see that today all the commissioners jumped on a call with Trump? Yes, yes, I saw that. Okay, go and ahead. That, the, you know, yeah, that uh, that uh, what was going to be going on right there, and right now the 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 safest sport is definitely football because it starts later in the year. By then, we should be able to return to some sort of normalcy. At the very least, it should be definitely the all-clear to play the games without spectators, which at least gives us something to watch. It was it sucks for the cities, it sucks, it sucks for the venues, but we'll be able to watch actual live sports. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't doubt that by then, by the time football season comes around, that we'll be able to get sports back in our weekly lives again. And I just can't wait to just start fucking destroying teams with this lineup that we're building. I, I, I'm loving the Cardinals off season. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. Uh, we, 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 we signed some players, man. Like in, and free agency was good for us, not just because of the trade, but, uh, you know, we, we, we signed that defensive line. 
It's fucking A. Fucking A. So watch out. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it here first, boys. Watch out. The Cardinals might make a run at the playoffs this year. Oh, we're going to the playoffs. Yes. Yes. It's going to happen. Eddie, wow. any, anybody that doubts Kyler Murray can realize that he's the offensive rookie of the year. And they could suck it no matter what. I know he's been sacked a million times, but guess what? That's what happens when you don't have an O-line. Are you going to seriously blame Kyler Murray for getting sacked? Like he goes out this play and he's like, all right, boys, huddle up, huddle up. Let's sack me this time. You know, that's that's not – that's not. I mean, everybody loves getting sacks every once in a while to the face. I mean, uh, to, to, as a defender is what I meant. But, uh, no, come on, boys. Let's, let's do this. So, like, we got yeah, to – No, definitely. It's bird game. All of this, like, I cannot wait, and I can't wait to see what they do in the draft. Either way, I don't think they can do any wrong. If they draft an O-line first round, then great. We get a good O-lineman. If it's they trade be- down and they get two, two second-round draft picks – that what what they gave up? That's gonna be better because we get get a, a couple of good receivers. And I don't want to hear so, no shit about how you already got enough receivers. You don't need all this. Like, no. If we're going air raid, then we're going full on air raid. Bring on that kid Lamb that can run like a motherfucker. Yeah. So why yes. not draft Lamb? Why not draft Lamb? Get. I, I'm I'm still hoping that we get him. I want him on the Cardinals. If if only it, to really a, bolster this offense. It depends on if Simmons. Or what's the other kid's name? Not Werfs. I like Werfs, but uh, fuck, I'm I'm blanking his name. Um, he's an offensive tackle. Ah, uh, shit, I can't I can't think of his name for uh, Jedrick Wills. Jedrick Wills. If Jedrick Wills is there, I say you take him. If Simmons is there, Isaiah Simmons is there, I say you take him because he's a fucking freak of nature. But if neither are there, yeah, and you got to choose between Lamb and Werfs, you either a trade down. Or B take Lamb. I would take Lamb, and and it, it would take a while for the other two to drop. Like, like they're mm-hmm. they're great players, uh, but you know you what? never know in the NFL draft. Oh, definitely. And uh, right now, while we're talking about this, I don't want to leave Lucio out of it. But so I do have something to include Lucio here. Earlier today, I went down to, um, I went down to Fry's to get my last minute grocery shopping in, so I can stock up for the week and like cave myself in here. Oh God! And so you it, was, it was you already caught Corona. <laughs> It was he was horrible enough to be to be around people, but there was this guy. There was this guy in one of these uh, electric chairs things that electric chairs. Oh, buddy, like, you gotta rephrase that. <laughs> well, like, all right. Well, it's the, it's, is that a scooter? Scooter. There you go. There you go. It's the it's the people that walk in. Like I saw him walk into the store and get on the scooter and like start walking and uh, start like scooting around. Right? All around. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know how much he needs it. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to get into that too much, but yeah, the dude was full on full mask, full gloves, everything completely safe. And what, like I saw him a couple of times while I was going through the store. And as I was about to check out, uh, this other guy, I don't know if it was a friend of his, but he dude looked a little bit of raggedy, whatever. Uh, no mask, no gloves, no anything. And they're like, hey, how you doing? Whatever. Like, they went on. They shook hands. They embraced. Gave each other a bro hug or whatever. It's like, all right, what the fuck is all this protection gear? If you're going to be, like, hugging this dude that has absolutely zero protection, it looks like he hasn't taken a shower today. Like, all this dude. And I, the reason I brought Lucio into this is because the dude was wearing <laughs> a Panthers jersey. So that is defend, what they bring to yourself. the Valley. What? Defend yourself, Lucio. But what was the question? Jesus. Oh my God! Did you pay Christ. attention? 
No, I heard, but well, he, I didn't hear the last part. Cause no, the whole thing Why is that- was this man wearing a Panthers jersey? Because he's probably a fan? I mean, like, so- I don't always... I don't always discuss, you know, when people wear, or uh, let me let me re- rephrase that, when your Fairweather fans don't wear their jerseys when they're losing and no one talks about them when they're losing and they don't want to bring it up, they sit here and, and hide their jerseys away. You know, they don't put it on in their state. You know, it's funny to me that you guys, you know, they talk shit and say all this stuff that we're the greatest team alive when you haven't won anything. And then... When you start losing, you guys put all your shit away and it's like, pack it up. I mean, Panther fans, they'll come to Arizona and still wear their Panther gear. I mean, at the end of the day, I have no idea what that story was about in the sense that, you know, the only thing you have is just like, why is he wearing a Panther gear? Because he's probably a Panther fan. You guys want to know something? Like, I know that Lucio is hardcore defending his fandom, and I appreciate that. I love this story, by the way, Danny. It's awesome because I see that all the time. I have probably the most degrading story as a fan in in sports history. I don't know, man. It's it's going to be hard to top Jeremy's with the guy from uh, Philadelphia. Uh. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> did no, you hear that? Did you hear that one? Yeah, I did. And shout shout out to Jeremy. That was a really cool. I I hope that we can get him back on. That was cool. I think I could top it. So. Here's okay. the thing, guys. So I'm not going to get into my childhood at all, but I was at one point under a surrogate father, right? And my surrogate father, his name was Henry Falk, rest in peace. He's 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 gone now. Um, probably one of the most greatest humans I've ever met. So check this guy. Check this out. This man is, I believe, if I'm remembering the number correctly, the 27th person in the world. Guys, 27th in the world to be run over by a fucking airplane and lived. Now, you're you're probably sitting there thinking, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let me let me get into this story a little bit. He worked for United Airlines. No free ads. He worked for United Airlines. Are they still a thing? Yeah, I think. <laughs> of course. I mean, maybe not right now. Well, they're, they're probably like, oh, nobody wants to get a person. Plane. They, they, that was them, right? <laughs> I, yeah, that was it. <laughs> well, so he's on the tarmac. He worked for them. And he got ran over by the landing gear of a 727. So they were – he was one of those guys that held the glow sticks. I don't even know what the fuck was, those are called. But we're, no offense to anybody that holds glow sticks, but uh, – <laughs> I, I imagine, I, I exactly. I imagine that you have to watch Jersey Shore your entire life to be able to apply for that job. Anyway, um, traffic push up. Oh yeah, push up chapstick. I don't know, whatever. Fist pump. Yeah, there, there we go. Traffic um, push up, fist pump. There we go. Uh, so he's on the tarmac, and uh, he's doing his thing. You know, like fucking got those fucking wicked headphones on. Probably listening to some Lamb of God. Probably not. Anyway, he's he's on there, and obviously he doesn't hear this plane coming, which is kind of weird if you think about it. But um, it rolls over his leg. It rolls over his uh, – so think about this, guys. Think about a, a 727's landing gear rolling. And so where it hit him was the back of the heel, and it rolled over his leg until his knee. God damn. 
So it was like being hit with a shopping cart in the Achilles tendon times a million, right? So like he fucking got his whole leg. So obviously he passed out. He, he woke up in the hospital. He had one leg. So the story gets better. He decided at that point, because he got paid out fat, right? He decided at that point, why not eat whatever the fuck I want, right? And so he's just like, hey, I, I don't ever have to have a job again. I can buy sport uh, season tickets to every sports team in Arizona. I can eat whatever the fuck I want. So this motherfucker, I love him to death. I'm not saying anything bad. I mean, again, he, he came into my life when I needed him the most. He came in and he looked like a kebab because he was on a peg leg and <laughs> he was giant, giant, right? So, and he was a, he's an older guy, right? So, uh, he came into my life and, 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 uh, you know, it took me to every Coyotes game, every Sun Devils game, every Cardinals game. It was seriously one of the major components of my life and, and, and one of the major reasons why I'm such a, uh, such a big Arizona sports fan coming from L.A. Um, he didn't take you to enough baseball games, huh? No, I don't, he, he fucking knew I was a Dodgers fan. You know, I like that. He, he wasn't going to do that. Every time he wanted – he's like, hey, you want to go to a uh, Diamondbacks game? I'm like, ha, you're kidding me, right? But anyway, so later on into his life – he developed, and I'm not joking, I don't know if it's elephantitis, I don't know what it was, still don't know, I didn't ask enough questions, but his, how do I say this, his ball sack, <laughs> I'm not fucking joking, was the size of a watermelon. Holy oh. fuck! So, dude's packing major heat, right? Okay. So you think he's getting a lot of attention from the girls, but he's like fucking 65 years old on a peg leg, massive with a massive ball sack. And so it added legitimately once they took it off of him, which I'm jumping ahead in the story, 20 pounds. God. His, his ball sack was. Okay. So let's get to the main story here. I'm at a hockey game with my father who just got recently released from a gated community. We'll say that. Um, <laughs> uh, we're there and all this. So we're sitting in the handicap section, which if anybody that's been to any sports game ever knows that the handicap section is a little bit above, I would say maybe two or three feet above the normal seats. So the, the, the final row before you get to the handicap section, you know, their heads are about two or three feet below where our feet are. And so we're sitting there and it, it, it goes to a commercial break and it's t-shirt time, baby. Fucking everybody loves t-shirts at fucking sports games, right? Oh yeah. You never wear it, but if you catch it, you might as well, uh, you might as well have won the lottery, you yeah. know? Well, we're sitting there and we see these, the, 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 the coyotes pack. Right. And then they know us. They like Henry, Henry was really good. And he's part of the reason why I have connections with the coyotes. Henry was really good with the owners and the CEOs of every sports team in Arizona. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to speculate why, but he was really good. So they, they would come over to our section and come over and say, what's up, everything. Well, so 
in turn, they would bring a, uh, bring over a lot of promotions to our section, section 121 at Gila River Arena. Still remember this. Mm-hmm. Well, so they're going through the the uh, the T-shirt toss, and uh, all of a sudden, there's the jumbotron, right? And we see the jumbotron, and we're like, oh shit, oh man, they're uh, really they're really getting close. Right, and all of a sudden we're like, "Hey, I might be able to see my shoes here in a second if they." Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Okay, they're they're right on our legs, and then they pan over a little bit to the left to this little girl who just caught a t-shirt. Right above this little girl's head is a ginormous nutsack that's sitting <laughs> on her head, sitting on her head like a fucking halo. And it's just veins everywhere, and we're we're looking at the fucking jumbotron, and we're like, yo, 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 yo. I'm yelling at the camera guy, who I knew. I was like, yo, his balls are on the jumbotron. His ball. My dad, being a homie, is sitting there going, Henry, hey, your nuts are on the jumbotron. And Henry goes, <laughs> Henry goes, I know. What do I do? And so my dad, all of a sudden, you see this little girl celebrating that she won a T-shirt. My dad's arm comes out of nowhere and is putting Henry's nutsack back into his underwear. <laughs> and, and it was probably the most miserable time of, of my life because, <laughs> because I'm sitting there and these, these beautiful cheerleaders for the Coyotes are looking up and being like, oh, my God, please make it stop. And I was like, fucking tell your cameraman because I'm sitting here. And, and we're panicking about nutsacks above this little girl's head, and she has no idea. And all of a sudden, the funniest part about it, funniest part about it was is you see her dad realizes when he looks up at the Jumbotron that there's something foreign above his daughter's head, and he looks up at us, and I'm watching the Jumbotron as it's happening. I'm not even seeing this guy looking directly at us, and I just see him mouth the words, what the fuck? And it was the funniest part. All of a sudden, they all realized, oh, shit, we should probably pan away. So that that probably my most horrific, horrific fan story being alive. But there's one other, and I'll, and I'll quickly make it happen. With Henry, with Henry, we're at a Cardinals game, right? And this was before Giant Nuts. But uh, at, at the Cardinals game, we're sitting there, and he's he's asking me, he's like, hey, man, what do you want to drink? I'm like, yeah, I'll take a large Coke, blah, blah, blah. And, and so he gets the express lane, right? You know, of course, you know, there's some perks. There's some perks to being overweight with one leg and a giant nutsack. But, <laughs> well, this is before the nutsack. But anyway, we're, we're in line, and all of a sudden I see Henry freeze up. He's grabbing these Cokes. And he's a large, large man. And I'm like, yo, what's going on, Henry? Let's, let's, let's talk. Like, what's happening? He's like, my, my knee, those prosthetic legs, they have knees that lock if you stand up straight. And so he bent down. And when you bend down, you know how your knees kind of go back every once in a while? Well, he, his knee went back a little bit too far. And so his knee locks. And I'm like, well, what do I do? He said, literally looked me in my eyes, said, there's nothing that we can do. I thought I was in a movie. I was like, oh, fuck. This is dramatic as fuck. So I'm sitting there as like a 12-year-old kid. I'm like, well, what do we do? He's like, I have to fall. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, no way. Well, let me grab the Cokes. And as I'm grabbing the Cokes, he's like, yep. He's trying to hand them over to me. And this giant-ass man ends up on his peg leg. 
with one with his good leg, no. if you want to call it that, with his good leg up in the air, uh. and he's doing like this unfortunate 360 where he's on his peg leg heel, and he does this like spinorama because he's <laughs> fucking falling, and cokes go all over his face. And the funniest part, well, not the funniest part, everybody was freaking the fuck out because they're like sitting there like, oh my God, that's so sad. And I could not help but to be dying of laughter. And so they're sitting there thinking, they're sitting there thinking, this guy just bought you thirty dollars worth of fucking food at a Cardinals game. Just so, so two things. Mm-hmm. So two things. What? Oh yeah, two things. I thought you were about to. No, yeah. no. So just two items. Yeah, exactly. What you got? The cops show up. The EMTs show up, and I'm sitting there. And I am bust. I'm keeled over, bro. As a 12 year old kid, that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, dude. And I'm like dying laughing. The cop comes up. Legitimately, the cop comes up and taps me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, that's not cool. I was like, hey, that's my dad, kind of. Uh, and he's like, what do you mean, kind of? I was like, it's a long story. You don't want to get into it. But um, I'm sitting here, and we, <laughs> the we're it was halftime. So we get out, and my poor surrogate father, already in shitty circumstances, is shivering because he's covered in coke, and he's going, "Go Cardinals!" And I'm sitting there, he's sticky as shit. I've already been condemned by the cops for being an asshole, uh, and I didn't get my coke. So, what if? If anything, it was a shit show for me. So, anyway, I didn't mean to take up a, a bunch of time, Christ. but <laughs> I didn't make it. T- I didn't mean to take up a shit uh, a shit ton of time here. You, you expect but... us to follow up the show after that? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know what to say anymore. I think God, uh... God rest his soul. But dude, hey, you know what's oh, funny God. is I have a I have a I have a jersey of his. He has a Martin Hansel jersey. If any Coyotes fans are out there listening, they know who Martin Hansel is. Uh, he's got a Martin Hansel jersey, which I could probably – it's a fucking tarp. I could probably use it as a car cover. And so one time I was like, I don't have a Coyotes jersey. I'm going to wear uh, I'm gonna wear a, a Coyotes jersey in the game. I wore this Hansel jersey, and the fucking sleeves were down to my dick. It was insane, dude. Like, it was – I'm, like, sitting there like, go, Car- go Coyotes. And fucking uh, – I might have said Cardinals. I'm sorry. It was a Coyotes jersey. But uh, – I, I'm at this Coyotes game, and I look like one of those fucking uh, things that they have outside of car dealerships when I fucking wave my hands in the air. It was, it was, it was amazing. But I, I had, I had to share that because yeah, I did hit Jeremy's story. It was awesome. But I, I think I, I hold the title no, I think for most blew embarrassing. Just fucking out of the water now. Yeah, Man, I dude. you know what? I, d- I uh, dare any listener out there, if you have a story crazy than that, I don't know if I want to hear it. But to be fully honest, Why I, you want to I hear definitely it? want to hear. So I kind of want to hear. I kind of want to hear like your guys' like sports stories. Like, how did you get into the teams that you got into? Or is well, that like, where, are we going? Mean, to... Like, you you expect me to follow that? You should have told me earlier. I would have told yeah, my story just first, and just I, I would have been happy being blown out of the water. Oh yeah, did I go balls deep? <laughs> <laughs> You know, being, being yeah, sport, like, well, for me, for me, it's easy because I mean, just being raised in Arizona completely my entire life, 
I've always just been a fan of the team. So, like, yeah, the Suns were always my favorite team. Cardinals, uh, the Coyotes, when I watched them, uh, like every, everything was just already, like, a given. I don't, I don't have anything to follow that. I don't know what you want me to say. I, I take... I take pride in the fact that I, I, I turned Lucio into a Coyotes fan and that he turned me into a rising well, fan. Look, you didn't turn me into a Coyote fan. Bullshit. Look, 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 look. So it's not that, look, I liked the Coyotes before I met you. The thing was, I just didn't know anything about hockey because the only time I've ever played hockey was in video games. And trust me, before I knew the rules, I was fucking terrible. Like, I would constantly get offsides and sticking and, you know, tripping calls and everything. I didn't know how to play. I would just yeah, play. And I would just, like, whenever I got the puck, i try to shoot it. And it was so much different than playing FIFA. Well, well, so, well so, fuck, fuck that for a second. Fuck that well, for a second. Well, shit, fuck I, my story, right? Well, no. I, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you know good <laughs> no, and what I, your story was never going to be better, Lucio. <laughs> I never said I, it was I, be better. I almost want to know, though. How did you become a Carolina Panthers fan, born in Arizona, raised in Michigan for a couple years? I wasn't raised in Michigan. I lived in Michigan for a little bit. All right, so fuck off for a second. Right. How did you become a Carolina Panthers fan? Okay. So... Growing up, my, my, my dad is uh, he's foreign. My dad's Mexican. He's born in oh, no way. Yeah, he's Mexican. <laughs> he's super so weird. He's, he's Mexican. So I got blown weird. everywhere. For, yeah, dude, I'm like sitting there like, for those that didn't know, for those <laughs> that didn't know, my, my father was born in, in Mexico, as for my mother as well. But my thing is, they were they were born in Mexico, and uh, my dad didn't watch any other sports. He didn't watch American sports. He didn't know about any American sports, nothing. My uncles did nothing, you know, and I didn't hang out with my older cousins because they were a lot older than me when I finally started, like, getting into watching other sports. But what had happened was I was in school, uh, and I think I was probably, like, in fourth, fourth, fifth grade maybe. Fifth grade, I think, is exactly the year. That, the yeah, that's grade. where I make dumb decisions too, but go on. <laughs> I was in fifth grade, I think. Fifth or fourth. It was right after 9-11 for, for football. Um, and I remember I had like some friends and we're all like the season had just started because it was you know started right around the time school starts so I'm sitting there and I'm like yeah you know everyone's talking I don't know what they're talking I'm like yeah dude the you know the football we, we were just watching football and I was like oh yeah dude who you guys were watching I was like oh they're like the Cowboys or whatever and I was like oh yeah dude I was watching a, you know Pumas play you know from the Mexican League and stuff like that and they're like looking at me like what and I'm like what He's like, football. I was like, yeah. And because in, in soccer is called football in Spanish and everywhere else in the world, apparently. Oh, but no shit. In America, but it's not in the United States. So I was confused because I've always called, you know, soccer football. I never so, did that. Well, now you know. You know, excuse your ignorance, you fucking asshole. But, you know, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what ended up happening was they started telling me about football, American football. And so... I start listening. I start listening to them. Talking, oh, okay, okay, cool. And all the friends that I had at the time weren't uh, Cardinals fans. So I didn't know there was a Cardinals team. They were from. They were Cowboy fans, or they were New York fans, or all right, all right. English fans, and stuff like that. So it was just telling me about football. So then I go home. They tell me they play on that. That usually they play on Sundays. Then uh, I was watch. I ended up going and turning on the TV, and I just so happened to catch. Uh, the Carolina game versus the Vikings. And one, the Vikings were wearing purple. 
Um, I don't like purple because my older sister likes purple, and I don't like my older sister's choice in colors. For those of you who oh, right. know Lucio's <laughs> wow, older sister, no, Lucio's older sister used to beat the shit out of him, so... No, yeah. not even. It was just the fact that she liked the color purple and I didn't like purple because she liked purple. So I was like, fuck purple. And so I didn't, I, I saw the Carolina was, had baby blue and that was, that is my favorite color, baby blue. So I was like, oh, I like that team. And I saw their mascot or their logo. I was like, oh, it's a, it's a Panther. And I like cats. I'm a cat person for those Thank who you. didn't know. Thank so you. I was like, dope, you know, it's a, it's a, so Carol I started fucking Baskin. Sorry. Right, Carol Baskin. It's all her fault. I became a Carolina fan, right? <laughs> big, those big cats, man. Those big, those cats. big cats. So that's how I started watching because they ended up beating the Vikings, and I was like, all right, cool. I'll just be a Carolina fan. They have the colors I like, and I like their mascot, and that's kind of how I became uh, right. a Panther fan. I started watching it, started, and then like literally that next year, I found out that there was a Cardinals team. Uh, but I'm a loyalist. Once I choose a team, I don't just back, back off. I, get I don't it. back off from the team just because I was like, you know what? They, you know, this is my home state. Like, yeah, I get it. But I became a Panther fan before I knew there was a Cardinals team. Okay. So. All right. All right. That's that's a good good reason, I guess. But I'm sorry. You know, I just keep pounding. Sounds fine. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, Danny. We we went off on a tangent. Do you have anything else? Do you want to you want to get into anything else? I I kind of have a funny or uh, a, a little wait, wait, bit of it. I have a, a a cool story about the NFL, but I I want to make sure Danny doesn't have anything else. No, like the pretty much the only thing I have else of the NFL. I didn't, I didn't want to go throughout this entire show without you know giving props to um, the Patriots organization, Robert Kraft in particular. Yeah, for, that was really cool. For for using his Patriots jet to go out and then paying $2 million to get 1.2 million masks from China to bring back into the United States and just help these first responders, help hospitals, help people that need them. Um, That's awesome. It's very easy to say, like, like especially for, for people like me that is, like, I'm lightly involved in local politics uh, my wife is heavily involved in local politics. Like people, like it's very easy to judge. Oh, like he's a billionaire, Hill, so he only gave two million dollars. But here's the thing: that's, how much did you give? That is two million dollars. <laughs> so you know right. what? It's it's a, a I, great shout out to him for doing something do that. like that. And uh, you know, just 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 to give that 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 help to our first responders and to everyone, like right. nurses, doctors, like people, receptionists. That have to take information. They're exposed to this every day, and they don't. They don't get that kind of recognition. Like, right, one hundred percent. Yeah. And so, it's, so it's, yeah, it's something. It's something that they. It's bigger than sports, guys. I know that Robert Kraft has, has obviously been under some serious fire with the massage shit, and then the fucking Patriots cheating and all that. And we won't get into that, but um, it's really cool to see someone. That, and fuck anybody that says like, oh, you only. You only donated this much. It's like, bitch, like, like he donated a hundred fifty thousand, or or he donated two million, or like whatever. You know, it's whatever like it was, yeah. You're, exactly. You're you're doing what you have to do as a as as someone in power, and that's most that's more than a lot of people are doing out there. So shout shout out to that old dirty bastard Robert Kraft. That was, that was pretty cool. So. <laughs> yeah, like like no, it, it's like for me, it's very easy to say because oh, like well, yeah, I only gave twenty dollars. Well, yeah, that's all I could give, 
he could give so much more and everything. But yeah, you're not gonna give everything away. Your like, entire paycheck. Yeah, you like, know, whatever, you know, whatever like it is, that. it yeah. helps. It helps. And you know this what? This is like that whole thing. I'm gonna get religious with you guys right now. How? So uh so there was a there's a story in the Bible that goes where um Jesus is in the temple, you know, the church and everyone's donating or, or you're doing the offerings that you do, you know, when you give money and the, the offerings being passed around and everything. And this little, everyone's giving like gold and all these gems and everything. And this little old lady gives, you know, she gives two coins and Jesus stops and he brings it to everyone's attention. He's like, this woman gave more than anybody else did in this whole building. Because and there's a percentage, yeah. And everyone's all like, oh, no, I gave this much. How did she give more? I gave this much. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? I gave so much this and this, that. And then he goes on to say, this woman gave everything she had. Yep. The two coins were the only thing she had. She gave it all. Yep. So in perspective, sure, it's $2 million, but it's $2 million that are going to something. You know, we're only giving what we can afford to give because, I mean, who's going to give up everything? You know, yeah, like you can't, like we can't afford to give up our entire paycheck, but I can throw twenty dollars towards a relief fund. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the same thing with these owners. Like they can't afford to give up their entire paycheck, but they can give out some. And two million dollars is nothing to fucking blink at. You know, what I mean, it's like uh, it's just the uh, people. Unfortunately, nowadays are so fucking greedy and so so unreasonable that that they can't imagine or they can't they can't fathom the fact that. People are actually helping no matter what, no matter if it's $10 or no matter if it's $2 million. At least we're, we're, we're donating to a good cause, you know, and it's, it's, yeah, it's fucked and it's, and it's cool. So, but I mean, I, I, I don't want to change the subject, but I, I really wanted to kind of touch on something that's kind of neat if you guys, if oh, you guys go don't ahead. have yeah, anything. Yeah, that was my one. All right, cool. Oh, How neat. It's How pretty neat. neat. So, so I guess what? I don't know. I don't so. So you guys know how the NFL draft is, right? I mean, last year it was in Nashville. It was such a good environment. Of course, obviously, I love it more because we got Kyler Murray yes. first overall. It was beautiful, but it, it's uh, it's a it's a unique experience, right? Well, now the NFL has has come out and said, hey, you know, we're not doing a, a draft party like we normally do. But um, we, I just recently, based off of Ian Rappaport's uh, fucking tweet. He just kind of shouted out some some really kind of really cool inside information, where they are asking EA, or EA Sports, excuse me, is asking the draft eligible players what they would do if they fucking if they uh, were to be drafted on stage, right? So like a lot of times we'll see shit where. Um, oh, I know where you're going with this. They'll they'll, you know. they'll go up and they'll go up and fist bump the the yeah like like Kelly's and stuff like that, right? Like, yeah, like exactly. Kelly afterwards, like you know, it's one of those things that it, it's it's so it's it's such a good idea. I think it's especially with nowadays. If you see any video games or you play any video games with like EA Sport in them, I'm talking you know the the NFL, you know, Madden two. 2020, NHL 2020, FIFA 2000. The celebrations are so elaborate and they're so like, 
you know, very nice to see like the, the whole aspect that you're able to do this with, with teammates or by yourself or right. you like do all this like fun, like fun stuff. And I think that's going to be a good, good way to go about well, it. Like, yeah. yeah. So and it's, it's really cool. So the, essentially they're going to be doing a virtual draft hosted by EA sports. That's awesome. And so, so they're going to be making all these players there, you know, that uh, they're going to try to, catch their likeness as much as possible mm-hmm. and essentially we're going to be watching a draft hosted by a video game and it's <laughs> it's going to and it's going to be cool because they're going to they're asking all these players like hey if you got drafted what would you do would you go and jump into the commissioner's arms would you go and dap them up, up real quick or would you just be humble right so I can only imagine what these, these athletes are doing probably shit that they wouldn't do in real life but they're, they got a chance to be creative yeah. So they might go up and, and do some weird shit when they get drafted. So we're going to be potentially – or not not potentially. It seems like it's actually 100% ready to go. Um, they they are preparing a draft to where we can watch, and I believe it's like, uh, uh, April 25th, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. We're going to be watching yeah. a draft yeah. show that's hosted by EA Sports, and the commissioner is going to be calling live picks out, live trades, and it's going to be a game simulation where we're going to be seeing trades go down in the game. And we're going to be seeing these players come out and, and show their unique personalities on, you know, what, what it would be like if they were there. And it's, it's kind of cool because it's something that it's being robbed of the players that they don't get to have their entire families out there. I wonder, and, I do wonder though, how they're going to do like the, the interview. Sorry for interrupting. Like, no, you're but, cool. I know. I, how you- Huh? I'm a, I, no, I, I would say you're cool. I'm assuming they're, they're probably going to have a plan for that, but go ahead. I, I feel like, you know, because, like, even with, like, sports now, like, uh, games in session now, like, FIFA does a really good job about doing interactive, uh, of like, kind of uh, questions yeah. on there. I think a good way to do it would be, like, have them, like, logged in to, like, be on the EA network or on Yeah, the, that'd be really cool. Thing. And then, yeah. like, have someone on EA talking to them, you know, because obviously, like, I can talk to you, like, when we're playing video games, we're playing hockey or something, you know, you can be at home and I can be at home and we're chatting it up with each other and you can hear yeah. each other clearly. I think that EA should kind of, if they don't do that, it would be a good way to, to do something like that where they're still yeah. going to interview the players, but yeah. they're not actually with the players. And you can see, like, you know, they'll, they're pulling up and, you know, yeah. they're talking. It'd be, it'd be nice, but it'd be difficult, but it'd be nice to see, hopefully... Yeah. And it's cool, yeah, and I think that's a great idea. I think it's cool the fact that um, this actually might change the game forever, too. Like, they might actually have something where, like, yeah, this incorporated where it's, like, a live draft experience. And I think games have so much power nowadays because of how far technology has advanced. So, I don't know. I I thought it was a really cool uh, tidbit that I read about. I thought it's going to be – it's something that if the NFL game in EA adapts to it, Every game is going to adapt to it, and so we might be able to see like these virtual drafts uh, where they're actually live. So I thought it was pretty cool. I think it's really cool for the for the uh, the potential uh, draftees to be able to enjoy their experience and be like, "Hey, look, I wasn't drafted in front of a Nashville crowd, but I am forever engraved into a video game, um, and you can watch my experience." anytime that you want to and it's i think i think it's it's, it's a really cool idea I props to the nfl like if if goodell was involved with this as much as i'm not a fan of him uh, props to him but i really think the ea is stepping up and in, in a good way and um it, it, it's going to be fun to fun to watch 
Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Agree. That's something that's something that's gonna that's gonna be really good. Uh, before before we sign off, guys, we're getting close to the end right here. Uh, I just wanna wanna give a quick shout out to like to people that pretty much deserve it. And what I'm talking about right now is that. Um, oh well, first and foremost, I want to give a big shout out to the Red Fury, who last mm-hmm. week held a huge uh, online silent auction in order to help out businesses that have been affected by this COVID-19 epidemic. Obviously, everyone has lost businesses, but let's face it. People like McDonald's, people like Staples, people like like huge nationwide nationwide stores, they're going to recover without a doubt. We're talking about local businesses who have suffered because people can't go down to the local bar to get a drink, you know, people can't go can't go down to their local coffee shop and get their get their place that they they usually get their stuff to, um, you know, things like th- things like that. And the Red Fury has held this this auction to help out these local businesses. And Lucio, help me out here. If I'm not mistaken, right now I think it's over fourteen hundred dollars that they've raised. Wow. With awesome. this silent auction that that they've held, um, I think you're right. I think it is about fourteen hundred, a little bit over fourteen hundred. Some of these items are going by, getting higher and higher as we speak. Well, not as we speak. Uh, the, the it ended already at one this afternoon. Yeah. Um, so it's over, but they I think they raised about fourteen, fifteen, maybe even sixteen hundred, if I'm not mistaken, because some of those items just pop. They they rocketed. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, right. yeah, especially, yeah, especially with, si- with silent auctions, you like kind of gauge what the last auction is, and you try to get yours in in the very last minute. So yeah, yeah. right now, as we speak, right as we're recording, it is three forty-five, and this auction ended at one. So yeah, there there was people, there was a, a last second, uh, well, last minute um, update, like I think thirty minutes before it ended for everyone to get their final bids in, and I think yeah. those last second ones just skyrocketed everything that the Red Fury has raised for these businesses. Yeah, and, and shout out to the Red Fury. Uh, shout out to any booster club out there that's helping out, whether you're the Banditos or the Red Fury or the Arizona Rabbids. I think that we all um, could uh, could benefit from a little help here and there, and a little bit of accountability partners, you know, account, accountability buddies, and uh, and I think that. Um, you know, we if we can uh, from our small platform, hopefully they'll get bigger. Uh, if we if we can encourage any of our listeners um, to 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 help any way that they possibly can, of course, like we're not asking much, but I I'll be the first to tell you I'll, I'll donate anything I possibly can, and uh, I'm sure Lucio and and Danny will do the same. Um, well, and, I mean. Since the silent auction is over, I mean, it's not so silent. It, but, it doesn't necessarily have to be the silent auction, though. I'm saying just like we, we oh, can create yeah. a GoFundMe or anything. There will, there will definitely be more. Like, it's still like, like Absolutely. you said, this, this whole thing is yeah. not going to end until earliest the, the July is what I'm saying. Is what this whole thing is going to end. So, yeah, local businesses need your help now more than ever. Whether it yep. be shopping there right now if you can or if not, like give cards, things like that, you know. Yeah, yep. go, go ahead. 
No, I, I was just saying, or Postmates, or if you're if you're if you can't cook, if you can't go out and buy your groceries, uh, look up the restaurants near you. Not necessarily the bigger restaurants, but look up the restaurants near you that uh, that are still open right now, trying to trying to provide a, uh, a a life for their families and whatnot. And think about what you would, how you would feel in that position, uh, being a small business that came up from the from the bottom. And now are are facing potential bankruptcy because I'm sure that they've all taken out loans and whatnot. And um, if if you can't afford to or if you can't go out and buy what you want at the grocery stores because it's all gone, trust me, I've been there. Look up your your local businesses, uh, your your local uh, small small time restaurants and whatnot, and, and and do Postmates, do Uber Eats, do anything that you possibly can to support these guys. Because um, really, I mean, that's that's what my wife and I have been doing. We've been trying to look up the smaller places and we found some really good spots you know like we really found some good spots to eat in the in the future when all this is settled and done they've gained new customers so why not be adventurous you got nothing else to do besides play with your balls like me and uh and 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 ponder what what's going to be happening next so go out you know use your resources and support these local businesses yeah and and the last people that i actually want to shout out for right now is the students out there, especially seniors, oh, yeah. both high school and college seniors. And this hits particularly home for me because uh, being being a, a, an immigrant, being someone who who has come into this country seeking an education and has had one yep. goal his entire life is to try to get this education, to try to make your family proud, trying to step above and a lot of these seniors, both in high school and in college, have now completed these dreams. They are about to receive a diploma, whether it be high school or college, even high school. Like for me, I, me and my cousin were uh, Gabby. Shout out to you. Uh, um, me, me and her were the first actual high school graduates from our families. And then awesome, my, other, my other cousin, Diana. She was the first college graduate from our family. So there's a lot of firsts going on right now. And even if you're not like even even if you like you all come from a family of college graduates, but you've worked your whole life because it's not something that's easy to come by any kind of degree, right. any kind of diploma is not something that you could just go out and get. So you've obviously worked for it. And to right. and you know what? Shout out to you guys who are going to have to receive your, your diplomas in the mail, um, get them electronically, you know, not be able to walk the stage, not be able to have your name uh, shouted out a, in an arena or on a stage uh, um, and any kind of thing like that, that maybe you might have dreamed of. But you know what? It doesn't make it any less worthy. You have accomplished something great. And it's just the right. first step for you guys to keep on going. All right. So don't give up on any of your dreams. Don't think that just because this maybe has not turned out the way that maybe you wanted that it's, it's not going to be worth the same. Your family is definitely proud of you. Your parents are proud of you. Anyone who's ever supported you is proud of you. And me, myself, I don't even know you, but I'm proud of you because you put in the effort 100%. to do it. So, you know what? Yep. Shout out to you guys. And you may not get your moment this year, but you're going to get your moment. You're going to get right. your moment. 100%. Right. 
beautifully said, Danny. And I think that's awesome that you said that. I uh, I have two sister in laws. Both my uh, wife's sisters are, um, are are dealing with this. They're both seniors, uh, and they they're they're crushed. They're heartbroken, you know. And it's uh, and they're the seniors in high school, you know. And they, they don't get their prom. They don't get their graduation ceremony. They're just told, hey, if you had the grade the grades, you're gonna pass. Um, and it and it sucks. So like just to echo what Danny said don't let this take away from anything that you've done. We, we all understand the struggle of, of having to work, especially Danny coming as an immigrant, having to work for what you've got now. Uh, it doesn't take away anything from, from your graduation. And uh, I, I it would implore you. I would, I would almost dare you to, to go out and have your own celebration, do your prom inside, have, have a, have a graduation ceremony where people are having a good time and rent a limo. You know, you never know. Like there's, there's so many things that we're trying to plan for, for our sister-in-laws that, um, that was robbed from them that we could potentially do for them. So any families out there that, that have somebody that's going through this, make it a celebration for them. Still, they don't get it. They may get it at a later time, but make, make sure that they have it when, when it was, uh, when, was deserved for them because uh it's tough it's really tough no matter what you you look at them and their kids but they're they're they work their asses off 12 years for for a high school diploma or four or six or eight years for for college graduates make sure that they uh that they know that they're uh, that they earned it and have a celebration we would we would love to see it send it to us we'll, we'll, we'll repost it make make sure it gets known Hell yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And you know what? I th- you know what, Kenny? Something you said that I didn't even think about the whole prom thing is that so many so many kids got robbed of their prom that couldn't have it. You know what? Yeah. After this whole thing is over, why don't we try to organize that prom? Let's try that to do it awesome. right now. A sticks yeah, and kicks I, I prom. I think it would be great. Sticks and kicks prom. I'm down with it. It doesn't even have to be uh, locally. I mean, we could do virtual. We could start it locally, have a party. Do web parties across the across the nation, across the globe. You know, uh, all the all these people that that are robbed of the experience. Why don't we make it, man? Like let's let's have fucking just like we do virtual sports, and you know, let's let's do a prom party. I'm hundred percent down. <laughs> yeah, let's do a prom party. I think that would be awesome. I think that would be uh, a uh, Obviously not what you wanted, but something that we can potentially organize for you guys. So I'm I'm completely down. All right, hell yeah! So we're it. gonna go ahead and we're gonna, we're gonna start to investigate that night. And this this idea just happened live right now. So we're gonna go ahead yeah. and investigate that right now. See what we can do for you for you seniors out there who who were robbed of prom. We're gonna see what we can do, and I'm just gonna invite everyone else to do that other challenge that we brought up in the first yeah. half of the show. Is that uh, that uh, sticks and kicks uh, beer uh, beer chug challenge where you? Oh, I, I was gonna bring that up. I'm so glad that you did. Yeah, chug. You chug a beer and you do ten push-ups. And you know what? All three of us are gonna go ahead and do that challenge. And we are gonna invite everyone else to join in and try to go ahead and do that. There is no reason why you cannot drink beer and also try to remain healthy. Yes, that is an oxymoron. Fuck everyone who thinks that. Oh, you get oh, fuck you guys. We're gonna drink beer and do push-ups, and we're and you gonna know what? invite everyone to do so also. And on top of that, on top of that, what we're gonna do just to up the ante a little bit, we're gonna create a GoFundMe, and we're gonna create a GoFundMe, and I will be the first to donate after I finish my push-ups. 
and we'll donate it to any any local businesses that are that are struggling any any students what we can, possibly can i don't know how we'll distribute that but we'll create a gofundme and and we'll see where it takes us i that's that's i'll be the first donor so oh, i love it i, I, love I, I don't it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how all that works. I'm, I'm going to leave that in in the uh, the hands of the quarterback of the podcast here because he knows what what to do. But yeah, let's. I, I'll be the first one to donate to the GoFundMe and 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 we'll figure out how to distribute it. But um, yeah, I'm I'm extremely down. And and real quick, I know that we're about to wrap. But anybody listening in the Red Fury, anybody listening in the Banditos, anybody listening in the Rabbits, please, please, please do your do your best to spread this around. Do your best to. Uh, to spread awareness, not for us, of course. That's, uh, of course, we're, we're the ones announcing it, but we don't want to get any gain out of this. We want people that really need this to to benefit from it. So, do your best to spread this challenge around. We'll post it on our social media, and and we'll create a, do- a GoFundMe. Even if you can only donate a dollar after you finish your push-ups, why not, right? Yeah, a dollar yeah, helps. Uh, yeah, exactly. So. It would be awesome, and, and we want to see all y'all flex on you because I'm challenging everybody to do more than 25 push-ups, but I'll settle for 10. That, that's impossible. <laughs> no human can do 25 push-ups, and we all know that. After chugging a beer, let's do this. <laughs> all right. So, all right. All right, Lucio, boys. Lucio, thank you so much for joining us. How about you give us your goodbye and your handles where people can follow you at? All right, everybody. Thank you for showing up on the show. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it just as much as everybody else appreciates it. Thank you for all your help that you guys have been doing. Uh, if you guys have been helping in your community and helping uh, with anything else, uh, for all the people listening to us who are essentials, thank you for being out there and fighting the good fight for right. us non-essentials who are stuck at home thank you for being at home and not you know spreading it around and staying safe as well right um other than that you know you can follow me on twitter uh at m lucio and then uh on instagram would be king lucio uh 10 so that's my thing why don't we uh real quick why don't you shout out the uh sticks and kicks and uh instagram for sticks and kicks is sticks dot kicks and then the twitter handle is sticks sticks kicks one yep perfect so uh, that, my, that's our handles <laughs> my my handles on instagram if you want to beware uh my my handles is, is uh raising underscore underscore cane k-a-n-e so raising cane but two underscores in between uh, you can follow me on Instagram there again. Beware, I'm a little weird on there. Uh, my my Twitter handle, where I'm a little bit more serious, is Kenny M18. Uh, you can follow us there, of course. Um, you know, you know the the sticks and kicks handles by now. But let's hear yours, Danny. And yeah, for those of you guys that want to follow me, is on Instagram S L Danny. So S L Danny. E S E L. We have white listeners too. E S E L D A N N Y S L. So it's it's L Danny, pretty much in Spanish. And on Twitter, you, you can follow me as P H X Orona. P H X Orona on Twitter. And uh, yeah, so follow follow us and follow Sticks and Kicks both on Twitter and Instagram. We do we do have a new Instagram person who is actually helped us out like lucy you could talk a little bit more about that that we don't know absolutely nothing about instagram apparently 
Well, I mean, our Instagram just, we didn't have a lot of pictures going on, and uh, my girlfriend decided to spearhead that. Um, she actually wants Breaking to know. Breaking news. L- Lucio has a girlfriend. They're going. And she's real. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she also, you know, she does a lot of the whole taking the pictures and putting them all together. Yeah. She's really good at doing Instagram. Um, so we're doing that stuff. So you'll be able to see a lot more of us and our faces and our shaved faces for me and Kenny. Danny decided to not. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. We were going to get into that, but you know what? We'll get into that more next time. And you know, I might do that. For for those of you who don't know, both Lucio and Kenny have shaved their faces completely. They claim it's for no no sports, sports, no beard. No sports, no, sports, no, beard. no beard. Hashtag. I, I, we I, challenge anybody else to do it too. Any of what? our listeners. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead your... and I'll commit. I'll go ahead and do that also. And it's by, the, by it's tonight, the weirdest thing in the world. By tonight, that that uh that will be up on our Instagram. So I'll yeah, go ahead. And, I'll well, go ahead and do that too. <laughs> speaking of which, that should be up by the time that you do your challenge. I'm going to challenge you to do that before your challenge. And on top of that, we also need to have pictures from our from our workspaces today because, guys, I, I, I cannot tell you how relaxed I've been kicking it in my backyard, drinking, spilling beer all over my bare chest. It's been so hot. <laughs> uh, so we we have to have some pictures of our office space. But, yeah, oh, yeah anybody definitely. that's listening, anybody that's listening, uh, if you want conti- to continue the uh, the trend of no sports, no beard, hashtag no sports, no beard, Let's do it, man. We want to we want to see your your uh, your your entries because your I know some of you guys face. have. A, yeah, I know some of you guys have wicked beards. Mine is just like a prison pussy. It's like a goatee. <laughs> I can I, I can barely grow anything, but I tell you what, when you shave it, you miss it. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, when when you lose it, you miss it. It's kind of like dogs or grandparents. So um, it's uh, yeah. I, <laughs> it's rough. No, uh, shout out to anybody that lost grandparents or dogs lately. But yeah, no, let's do this, boys. I'm I'm excited, and I think this is a good episode. Sorry if it ran a little long, but you know we. Oh, uh, no, definitely not. No. It, I, I thought it was great fun, and thank you guys. And yeah. Anyone else who listened? Anyone else who stuck around for the entire two hours? Hey, I hope we entertained you at least for a little bit. Took your minds off everything that's going on in the mm-hmm. world. And right. Uh, yeah. So on behalf of Lucio, on behalf of Kenny, on behalf of myself. Thank you so much for listening to Sticks and Kicks, and we will see you guys next week. All right, guys. Love you all. Take care. Deuces.